Any views, thoughts, or opinions expressed on the Rejuvenating Health podcast are solely that of the speakers and are intended as such. Please contact your trusted medical practitioner for medical advice. Let's go, girls. Hey, ladies, welcome back to the Rejuvenating Health Podcast. I'm Shauna, and I'm here with women's health nurse practitioner, Lindsay Van Schoik. And today we have a special episode for you guys. Lindsay, you want to tell them what you're going to talk about today? Because it's very informative. So we're going to talk about um, the art of medicine instead of the science of medicine. So a lot of medicine, when you go to your traditional provider, is very black and white. But medicine is really gray right? So a lot of times when I was taught in school, it was, okay, your blood pressure is 160 over 100. Here is the first medication that you start with. There's all these guidelines, right? All these guidelines and blueprints, and it doesn't take into account who you're looking at in front of you. And there are some, there are some aspects of that, but medicine is really an art. And so the way I really want to explain this is by talking about how the talking about the labs that we do inside of rejuvenating because Mm. a lot of healthcare providers are very black and white and very um, blueprinted on what they, they do for labs. So you go to your doctor and you're like, I'm feeling fatigued. The normal labs that you get are a CBC, um, maybe a TSH, maybe a CMP. And that's really kind of it, but there's so much more to it than just that. So inside rejuvenating, we do a lot of labs and a lot of times we hear, well, I'm just going to go have my provider order these labs for you. Okay. That's great. Yeah. That, I love that. Yeah. Do they know what to do with it? We hear it a lot. Like, that's awesome. I, I hope they run them for you and I hope they know how to interpret them, but they're not going to because those labs are like a blank canvas and you have to really look at them as a whole to figure out what's going on inside a person. So the first thing that we always start with is a CBC. So a CBC is looking at your blood. There's lots of components to the CBC. A lot of times what I'm looking at is your hemoglobin. And then I'm looking at like your MCV, your MCH, all of those types of lab values to tell me if you are anemic um, or if you have an infection or anything like that. A lot of times in our clients will find that their um, MCV is elevated And that can be an indication of some anemia um, or B12 deficiency or folate deficiency. So if I see that your MCV is elevated, I'm going to go straight down and look at your folate or folic acid level, which I guarantee you does not get ran by your doctor, right? And that number, Mm -hmm. you really want it to be around 20, right? A normal range for it is like not, not 20, but you know, you want it around there. And then you want your B12, you want it to be around eight to 900. Now a normal range for B12 is 232 to 1245, which is the most ridiculous thing. Like 242 is like the lowest you could be. And 1245 is like crazy. So optimal is like seven to 900, right? So those are like three things that we look at. Okay. 
if you are having a deficiency in vitamin B12, you're probably fatigued. If you're having a deficiency in folate or folic acid, you could be fatigued and have some anemia as well. And you really need that folic acid for pregnancy, right? So that's one thing that we look at and when we're looking at labs. Then we go down to your CMP, which is your comprehensive metabolic profile. The first thing that pops up on that is your glucose, right? Normal glucose is less than 100, but that's not really optimal. Um, optimal is mm -hmm. less than 85. Anytime you're over 85, you're getting at a risk of diabetes. But fasting blood glucose, honestly, it tells you nothing. It's like it's one point in time. You could have slept like shit the night before and your glucose is elevated the next day. You could have maybe drank a diet right. Coke on the way and it elevated your blood sugar, right? Who would do such a thing? Just Who would drink do black that? coffee, friends. <laughs> or water. Yes, or water. Friends. But you look at the fasting glucose. So I look at that and I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, I'm going to now scroll down and look at the rest of your labs, right? So then I'm going to look at your hemoglobin A1C. Again, normal range is up to 5.6. If you're 5.6, I'm really going to consider you pre-diabetic. Um, your average blood sugar, hemoglobin A1C, average blood sugar over three months should really be around 5.1, 5.2. That's shown me that you're like not insulin resistant, having good blood sugars, right? Then I look at your insulin. I want your fasting insulin under seven. If you're above seven, then you're showing me signs of insulin resistance. So you have to look at all three of those numbers to get a good picture of what's going on with someone's blood sugar. You can't just look at fasting blood glucose. You can't just look at hemoglobin A1C. And you can't just look at fasting insulin. You have to look at all of it to get a picture. And then based upon those numbers, you have to decide what to do. Do you, if they're insulin resistant, then maybe you cut carbs down. If they're not insulin resistant, then maybe it's not that. Maybe it's that, you know, like add in berberine. There's all kinds of things that we can do. Maybe we're doing a continuous glucose monitor. But you have to look at mm. all three of those numbers. And most times you get a CMP and a hemoglobin A1C. Then yeah. there's like a lot to a CMP. Um, the other things that I look at in a CMP is I look at your kidney function. I look at your electrolytes. Um, I look at your total protein. That really gives me a picture of are you eating an adequate amount of protein? I really kind of want that around seven. I look at your AG ratio. That gives me a good indication of inflammation. But again, you can't just look at one value. You have to look at a few values, right? So I'm looking at AG ratio. I want it under two. And I'm looking at CRP. And I want it around one. If you're elevated in those, it's showing me that you probably have some inflammation going on in your body. I don't know where, but somewhere, right? Yeah. Then we get to your liver enzymes. And I particularly look at your AST and ALT. And I really want those in the teens. Um, if they're Lord knows mine are tangers or not in the teens at all. You said liver enzymes. I just wanted to like drop my head down. But your liver is so important for hormones and detoxification. But most providers don't look at that yeah. and they don't know what to do with it at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your hormones are going to be out yeah, of whack. Your body's not detoxifying. Yeah. You're going to have inflammation. Yeah. Which you need to go get your labs, Shauna. Listen, uh, I'm going Monday. I have an appointment Monday okay, morning. After I drop Brody, I'm hightailing it. Good. Safely. 
Good. They- I wanted to ask before you move on, have you ever seen anybody with like too high of a protein? Like what would that never be? I know a lot of people say they struggle eating protein. So I don't, have you ever seen someone with like a high number? No, no, it's typically Especially low. Women. They're, so, they're so under eating. I know. Like eat a steak ladies. Come on. Yeah. Like you, some chicken. That for, you Something. have to be eating 40 grams of protein, 30 to 40 at every meal. Especially if you're older, you have to. Yeah. 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 So Go ahead on. moving on. Um, cholesterol. So if your liver's high, I'm going to your cholesterol, but cholesterol. Um, I don't care a lot about your total cholesterol. Maybe that's different thinking. Um, I care about your triglycerides. Um, as a woman, I want your HDL above 60. HDL is your good cholesterol. You raise it by exercise. Um, some of it's a little bit genetic. I really care about your HDL to LDL ratio, and I want that under two. If you're above two, then we're looking at some heart disease risk factors. If you're above two, then I'm probably going to be looking at an alpha lipoprotein B and A to see what your cholesterol, how big the cholesterol is um, that's floating mm-hmm. around in your bloodstream. I don't routinely order that, but if cholesterol is high, um, that's one thing I look at. I will tell you right now, if you if you look at my cholesterol, you'd be like, oh, it's, that's terrible. Like my total cholesterol is like same though, yeah. right? My total cholesterol is like two fifty four. My LDL is like one fifty, um, but my HDL is like ninety five. So my LDL to HDL ratio is like one point five. And my functional medicine doctor's like, you're fine. Like, yeah, you're good. Well, like you told me, sometimes some things are genetic, yeah. right? So I mean, if you eat healthy or what, like sometimes things are genetic, depending. Honestly, like for us women the depletion of hormones puts us more cardiovascular risk than our high cholesterol. Hmm. Which that's interesting. People don't know that either. A little knowledge bomb for yeah. you right there. Then we get to your fun thyroid, which I know we just did a podcast on thyroid, but if you're looking at your thyroid, you have to look, you can't just look at your TSH. Like literally that tells me nothing. You need to look at your TSH and we want it around 1, 1.5. We got to look at your free T4, your free T3, which we want around 4, your reverse T3, which we want under 20, and those thyroid antibodies, which we want. We don't want any thyroid antibodies. We don't want any soldiers attacking our thyroid. If our thyroid is not optimal, mm-hmm. then I'm looking at ferritin levels because ferritin plays a huge role in thyroid. And you really want those ferritin levels to be around 80 to 100. But I'm also looking at inflammatory markers, right? Because if you are inflamed, you might be prone to an autoimmune condition and that might be causing your thyroid condition. So that's where you have to look at kind of everything that's going on. And then you have to say, then you have to go back and be like, okay, my thyroid's out of whack. Is that what's causing my insulin resistance? Or is the inflammation causing Mm -hmm. my elevated blood sugars? Like this is where it becomes that art, right? This is where it's not so black and white. This is where you have these compounding things going on and you have to figure out what is happening and how do you fix it all? Yeah, that's what I was thinking as you kept saying it. It's like, cause you're saying, so if I look at this and this is, then I'm going to go down and look at this. So it's true. The body is a system. So like everything plays its part and you have to look at it all. Yeah. It's not just one thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then I'm looking at cortisol. Is it rocky? Now, one, like cortisol is a hard one to test because just getting a random cortisol level doesn't tell you much. Really, if you want to know exactly what your cortisol is doing, the only time I ever recommend a Dutch test, Dutch testing for your hormones is not medically necessary. I don't even think it's accurate, but for your adrenals, sometimes I'll recommend that um, to see like what your cortisol curve is doing. But if your cortisol is out of whack, is that making you insulin resistant? See, mm. this is where it's all like, you gotta, you gotta look at it all. Right. And that takes time, which if you're going to your regular medical provider, like this is a lot of time and it's a lot of work to put in to help heal these things. And I think that some people don't understand that the medical provider, like you don't have time. Like, you know, that in your office, like you can't do what you do with the people in rejuvenating what you do in your office. Well, you would never have time. Well, insurance isn't going to pay for it. Right. Well, yeah. Like what diagnosis code gives you, I can't like, I, I can't give enough diagnosis codes to cover all of that. And I haven't even went through all the labs yet. Right. Like we still haven't even went through the hormones. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah. So then we have to look at testosterone and estrogen and progesterone, all those hormones, but you can't just look at those. You have to look at your DHEAS and then you have to look at your sex binding hormone globulin too. And this is where I see a lot of providers mess up. Um, a lot of providers do not pay attention to the sex binding hormone globulin. And it is so important because that is literally how you tell how much of those hormones are accessible to your body, right? So if your sex hormone binding globulin is super high, you got to think of it as like a bus and it's driving down the road and it's just keeping all the passengers on board. So if it's really high, then none of those hormones are available to your tissue. If it's really low, then a lot of those hormones are going to be available to your tissue. So even in my office, whenever I'm trying to dose people for testosterone or estrogen or progesterone, like I'm playing huge attention to what their sex hormone binding globulin is doing because I can way overdose or underdose them based upon that hormone level. And most providers that do hormone replacement therapy don't pay a lick attention to that. Like I mm-hmm. don't at all. And that's something that, birth control can really suppress. So this is why I don't recommend getting your hormones tested on birth control because again, we've talked about this birth control suppresses all of those natural hormones. And so they're going to be all out of whack. Yeah. But again, then you look at hormones. Okay. Is the hormones causing Hashimoto's and thyroid disease? Because we know that when your hormones start declining, that's when most women start developing thyroid disease is the inflammation causing Mm -hmm. your thyroid disease. Is the low estrogen causing your insulin resistance? Like this is where, again, it starts to become that art, right? And then we haven't looked at vitamin and nutrients. We haven't looked at your vitamin D. Your vitamin D affects your hormones. Your B12 affects your hormones. Um, All of those things affect your hormones. And so this is where normal medicine, yeah, it's this... Fails us. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say it. And and even then, so listen to your patients, right? So I like I have three clients inside of rejuvenating whose doctors wouldn't listen to them. And I ran their labs and they had the most ridiculous lab values, right? Like I could tell them exactly what they need. I can only prescribe in certain states. So I had them go talk to their doctor about this. 
One of them's TSH is 24.1. And her doctor told her, well, that's normal. Your T free is your free T4 is fine. So it doesn't matter what that lab looks like. Meanwhile, she's like dying and feels terrible. Another one. Yeah. I like literally told her what she needs to go tell her doctor what she needs. Her doctor said, well, I'm not, I've never prescribed that before. I, I don't feel comfortable prescribing that. Okay. Don't do any research. Like you don't do any research on what you've, why would you do that? Right. Go talk to your endocrinologist. Oh wait, but your endocrinologist can't get you in till February. Okay. Right. No, I was mind blown on last night's live call whenever she was talking about how her doctor had no clue what she was talking about with the test that she needed to run. And I'm thinking like, how scary is that though? Cause like you are telling her and know all of this stuff. And so she's going to, and they have no clue. Like that's scary. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. It's super frustrating. Like one of our clients sent me a message today and she's like, do you get really frustrated that you have all this knowledge and you can't share it with more people and help more people? And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty frustrating. Yeah. It's pretty frustrating too that like, I know how to help you and your doctor won't listen to you. Right. Yeah. But again, this is where traditional medicine is very black and white. Traditional medicine is here's the problem. Here's how I fix it. Here's the problem. I'm going to fix it with a drug, right? What we do inside of rejuvenating mm-hmm. is not that. Yeah. Like the traditional medicine plays a huge role. If your blood pressure is through the roof, you need a blood pressure medication, but you also need to figure out why the heck is your blood pressure like that? Is it genetics? Is your labs out of whack, right? Like even if your blood pressure is elevated like that, and I'm looking at, I, for, I didn't even talk about homocysteine, which is another cardiovascular marker that we look at, but these are the basic labs that I run. And then based upon that, we're going to look at your uric acid levels, or we're going to look at your genetics, or we're going to look at your gut health, or we're going to look and figure out what the heck is going on. And then there is a time and place for medicine, but I don't consider thyroid replacement medicine. I don't consider hormone replacement therapy medicine because you're supposed to have those hormones Mm -hmm. in your body. Like it's it's not, you can't help that. Right. But blood pressure medication is a medicine. Statin is a medicine. We need to be teaching you how to change these things with nutrition and exercise and supplementation and all of those types of things. And that's where people like, I don't know how many times we talk to women. They're like, well, I'm going to go take this information and talk to my doctor about it. Okay. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Right. Yeah. We'll talk to you again in a month or so. And I hate that it's that way. And like, I'm not being rude. Yeah. Right. Right. But doctors need to do but better. I just think that the knowledge isn't there. Yeah. Do better. Mm-hmm. Do, if you're listening to this and you're a medical provider, do better for your patients. And I'm not like, I'm not saying you're wrong because I used to practice this way too. It's what we were taught. Yeah. Don't come at her. No. Like, yeah, it's what I was yeah. taught in school. But I learned by mm-hmm. listening and educating myself, this is probably the best way. And what makes rejuvenating so special is that we can do the medical stuff and look at that stuff. But we also know so much about mindset and fitness and nutrition that we can combine the two to make so much change in your life that it's just like mm-hmm. mind-blowing. Yeah. And I hope that this also helps the listeners understand that they need to advocate for themselves because if they don't, then they're not going to get what they need to get. Right. They might, if their doctor says that they don't know, then they might need to maybe look elsewhere because they need to advocate. Obviously you need to get this stuff under control. So if nobody's going to listen to you, then you need to find someone who will don't just give up. Yeah. Like you have the power. 
if you're listening to this and you're struggling, like you have the power to change this, but you have to ask for help. And I would say like, mm-hmm. you know, people that can help you. You just have to like decide that you want to do it. Yeah, for sure. This is good. It was very informative. Very informational. Yeah. 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 And your um, fiery red nails though. I didn't want to interrupt you, but every time you're talking to your hands, that's so, I've never seen that on you. Because we have a football Beautiful. game tomorrow. Well, I did see at some point an article that said that red nails like that are the top for men. So watch out. Matt's going to be all about you with those red nails. Mm. Men, men love the red nails. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to end on that note. Oh, this was good. <laughs> this was good though. I think it was really informative and I liked how you gave all the numbers and everything. Cause I think that people really need to hear more of this information so that they can better advocate for themselves. Yeah. 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 so if you ladies yeah want to hear any of our other episodes if you haven't yet please go back and listen to those and if you could give us a five-star rating and a kind review that helps us out a ton and if you could also just share it with someone who you think it might be beneficial for we would really appreciate it and we will catch you next week see ya